Thanks for tuning in to this message. My name is Jared Piney. I'm the online pastor here at Pathway, and I'm here with one of our worship directors and online hosts, Maddie Seitz. We hope this message is a valuable resource to you and helps you grow deeper in your faith. If you consider yourself a Christian and this message blesses you, I hope you'd consider giving back to us at Pathway so we can continue connecting all people to Jesus and helping them become his fully devoted followers. Learn more at pathwaychurch.com forward slash giving. And if you decide to take a step in your faith after the message today, simply visit pathwaychurch.com forward slash next so we can help provide you with resources and partner with you in this journey. Well, what a great weekend to be together, and I just want to welcome you if you're at one of our locations, as well as all of you who are watching online, and I hope everyone is kind of in full summer mode now. We've kind of got past school, and I was like, we are firmly in summer, and to kick off summer here at Pathway Church, we're kicking off a brand new series, and I'm so excited about this series because it is called Breaking Out. And we need to break out. There's lots of things in our lives that we kind of need to break out of. When you think about the season of COVID, we all need to break out of the COVID slumber, but we're really gonna be talking about breaking out of the things that really oppress us. Now, as we look at this series, what we're gonna be doing for eight weeks is going through the book of Exodus because it is a story of breaking out. Now, Exodus is the second book that is found in the Old Testament. And this is the story of the nation of Israel when they were in bondage to the nation of Egypt. So they were slaves. And when we think about being slaves, the Bible uses this image, especially even as it talks about the Israelites. They had slave masters over them and they were in chains. So I brought a chain with me today to try to help. And you might say, is he going to drop that? I just might. That might be part of the message. But what I thought we'd do is something different today, okay? So I'm going to have someone come on the stage and secure these chains around me. You're going to drop me in a pool, and we're going to see if I can escape today. How many of you at all of our locations want to see if that happens? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not David Copperfield. All right, I'm just going to carry this chain around as an illustration because my guess is all of you have carried some chains in here today. Now, when you think about chains, like this chain's heavy. Like I can already feel it in my arms and I'm, I'm not 25 years old anymore. So this chain's getting heavy. Chains limit you. 
They control you. And you're really powerless. It feels like a very powerless place to be. But you see, God wants us to break out of our chains. And I believe there's different types of chains that we have carried into this place. And there are people who have showed those to me this past couple weeks that I think maybe you'll connect with. Now I'm going to put these down or I'm going to drop them. All right? Is when we think about our chains that we carry, sin is a chain that we carry, isn't it? Now, as you think about it, if you're here and you're a follower of Jesus, you might be like, you know what? I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven, and you are. But isn't it weird? We're forgiven, but we still tend to carry the chains around with us. And when we think about the chains of sin, I really was, had my eyes opened in a different way, in a unique place. And it made me think of this because two weeks ago, I got to give a message in a very, very unique place. And that was inside of the Hutchison Correctional Facility. Now, I think God has plans for our church family in that place. There were 80 guys there, and they loved Jesus. They loved Jesus. It was inspiring. And I met a man for the second time, actually, that I got to know a little bit a year previously when our church helped put on the Global Leadership Summit inside of the prison for some of those, uh, some of the leaders in the church. And I met him again, and it made me remember something he said to me that I will never forget. He said, the weight of sin is way heavier than you understand. I think it probably is. It's way heavier. The chains are way heavier than you think, and that's why today he said, I can tell you, even though I'm facing a 40-year prison sentence, that I'm freer than I have ever been in my life. Man, I mean, that is awesome. But you have to admit it doesn't make sense. Would you trade your freedom for that kind of freedom? Would you break out like that? I really think he may be freer than we are in many ways. When you talk to him, I'm like, I want what he's got. And I don't know if I have it. Now, the second type of chains that we need to break out of a lot of times are relational chains. And you often see it in marriage relationships, but you can see it in any relationship that is just like toxic and not going well. And a lot of times these chains, it's like we start listening to the world, especially in marriages, and we're like, you know what, the best way to break out of these is just to get a divorce. But you know, that has problems, doesn't it? It isn't really freedom. Divorce is like another form of chains. And so when we're trapped in these chains, these relational chains, like in our soul, a lot of times this goes years and years and years, and we're not free. Now, the third type of change we're going to talk about today, which I think in many ways is the most exciting, is what I encountered when I was at the Valley Center campus of Pathway Church last Sunday. Now, COVID was hard for all of us. I know it was difficult to gather all these different things. And so for churches, this was challenging for our church family, but it was especially hard for our Valley campus. 
And that's because they were in a school, then they couldn't meet in a school and they had to move. But you know what? The trials that they went through together have forged them together. And I had so many conversations with people that are like, this community needs Jesus. We want to break out of our COVID slumber. And we want to reach people like never before. Man, I hope that's all of our hearts, that we want to break out of that. Wouldn't you say the world needs more Jesus? It needs the church to break out. And so as we think about that today, and as we look at the book of Exodus, we are all going to learn some secrets about how to take action to break out of our chains. Now, as we dive into the book of Exodus, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 1 and 2, but I'm really just going to summarize chapter 1, and then we're going to dive in to chapter 2. You see, where we find the stage is set is actually we need to go back to the book of Genesis. Because remember, I said that the people of Israel are in chains. They are in slavery. But they always weren't in slavery. You see, Joseph was an Israelite, and God, through a supernatural plan, elevated him where he was second in command of all of Egypt. And God gave him dreams where he saved the nation of Egypt as well as the nation of Israel from the worst famine, really, the world had ever seen up to that point. And so the Israelites were welcomed into Egypt by the Pharaoh, and they had freedom to enjoy everything the land of Egypt offered. But something happened. Pharaoh died. And then a new Pharaoh came to power who didn't know Joseph, and all he saw in the land was Israelites everywhere. And the scriptures actually say this. This is my, uh, this is my summary, that the Israelites were multiplying like rabbits in the land of Egypt. It really does say, like, you get this sense that there were more and more Israelites in the Egypt. Egyptians couldn't keep up. And so what he saw was a potential threat to his power. If these Israelites banded together and formed an army, they could take over Egypt. So the first action he took was he enslaved all of them. He enslaved them and he put slave masters over all the Israelites. When that didn't work, what he decided to do was he said every male, every baby boy that is born that is a Hebrew, that is an Israelite, must be killed. Now this responsibility was on the midwives, but they disobeyed. And so he took it a step further. What he decided to do was he said any Israelite boy that is discovered is going to be tossed into the Nile and will drown. Now, when you think about chains, we've never faced chains like that, have we? Like in our lives, can you imagine that? You talk about racism. You talk about genocide, all the things that we talk about. Talk about slavery, the Israelites had all of them. They were facing chains like you couldn't imagine. Every family faced this chain. Whenever there was a baby boy born, they felt those chains and they didn't know a way out. Well, there was one woman that we're going to look at today who did something that no one else did. 
And her faith and her action can teach us a lot. Now, her name is Jehokabed. And this is Moses' mother. And so God is going to use her in a very powerful way. And we're going to look at chapter 2, starting with verse 1, to see her story and to learn about how do we break free from our chains through action. So it says there, now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pit. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister, the baby's sister, catch this is an important detail, his sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Now we're beginning to see this mom who really plans an amazing scheme to save her child. You know, I think growing up when I'd hear this story, I always thought this was some cosmic accident. It was just purely supernatural. But no, this is a story of a mom who is trusting God and builds a plan to save her child. She did this. You see, she hid him for three months. And after that three months when she couldn't hide him any longer, she's like everybody else, what they did was pretty much they're like, well, we're found out. I guess we have to throw the baby into the Nile to save the rest of our family. But this mom said, no way. No way, I'm gonna do that. So she actually obeys Pharaoh by building a basket that will float. We, nobody else did this. They built this, she built a basket that would float and she knew which way the river flowed and where she was gonna put him in and then placed her own daughter where she could see what would happen. Now she knew where she was placing this basket as we read on. It says this, then Pharaoh's daughter, not just any Egyptian, Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister, the baby's sister, asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Do you see this amazing plan that this mom created? Like, the change, she's like, everybody else accepted the chains. And she was like, I'm not gonna accept these chains. I believe through God's power that I can break free and save my child. Now, when you think about this, his, her daughter, she positioned her so that she would go ask this question. Should I go get a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you, who do you think she went and got? It says this, Pharaoh's daughter says, yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this 
baby and nurse him for me and I'll pay you. She's going to pay her to nurse her own baby. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. Now this mom, this is like a Navy SEAL operation. Do you understand? This is a Navy SEAL operation. She put reconnaissance on Pharaoh's daughter and figured out where she would come down to the river. She made this basket so it would float. She positioned her daughter in the right place and then she got to raise her child and not just raise the child. She got paid for it. How many of you would love to be paid to raise your own child? Like, yeah, she got paid. This was an amazing plan. And there were so many gaps in the plan that she trusted God to fill in. You know, as we think about our chains, like she didn't think these chains couldn't be broken. She knew they could. You see, for most of us, we just kind of live with our chains. That's what the nation of Israel was doing is they thought nothing could change. Pharaoh was so powerful that they just had to do what he said. But you see, she didn't believe that. And we don't have to believe that either. So there's a few things that we can learn from this amazing mom as we think about breaking out of our chains and the action that it takes. The first thing is this, is breaking out requires being discontent with our chains. As I said, everyone, everyone in the nation of Israel had these chains. And they thought there was no way out of them. They were suffering, but after a while, they kind of even just said, that's how it goes. That's just how it is. We're slaves from now on. They grew content and comfortable with their chains. You know, that's the problem. The one person that knew was Moses' mother. She saw these chains and she's like, I'm not going to be content. God didn't create me to carry chains and my baby needs to survive and live. And because she wasn't content, God uses her action to actually save the entire nation through Moses later on. You know, I wonder today if we carried our chains in and were content. Are you comfortable with your chains? You know, maybe it is a sin that you're just like, well, it's been a part of my life for a long time and I just can't let it go. You know, I think one of the best examples of this is pornography. And I can tell you my journey back when I was in college, I, was, I roomed with four guys, it was everywhere. It was just a part of everything. And when I came and I accepted Jesus really again, it was a chain that I carried for a while. And it's a chain that nobody really sees, but it's heavy. Some of you are carrying that chain. You know, you're like, well, 
well, I'm just used to it. It's kind of like my weight. This is what sin is like. As you know, I am supposed to, according to WebMD, weigh 180 pounds. I'm supposed to, don't look it up, you'll be disappointed. I promise you. But I weigh 215 pounds. And the reality is, I've gotten pretty used to it. And so anytime I try to even change, I'm like, it's so hard. And so, you know, I just kind of quit, and I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, it's not that bad. 215 pounds isn't that bad. Now, 230 would be bad. But 215, I'm used to. So I just walk around, and I don't understand how free I felt when I was 180 pounds. I can't even remember. It's been so long. Some of you have carried chains. You're forgiven for them if you've accepted Jesus. Like, you're forgiven, but you've carried the chains of sin so long that you're used to it. Man, your life is not what it could be if you could put these chains down. So we can't be content with the chains. We can't be content with the sin. We can't be content in a relationship that has chains. And we can't be content in being neutral in God's plan to reach this world. You can't be neutral. You've accepted the chain. You're just like, this is how this world's going to be. But the reality is, if you don't accept that chain, you can be a part of changing the world for him. Now, after we get discontent with these things, the next step that we learn from Moses' mother is this. is breaking out takes unprecedented action. Now, when you see her plan, like that Navy SEAL operation I mentioned a moment ago, like no one else was willing to do that. No one else was like, I will do whatever it takes. I will scout the river for Pharaoh's daughter, not any Egyptian will do. And you know, when you think about all these things that put into plan and then the faith and the trust that this plan would save her child, it was unprecedented. That's why it's in the scriptures. If a whole bunch of people were doing that, it had been normal, but she did something that no one else was willing to do. As we think about breaking out of our chains, that's what it takes, is it takes stuff that no one else is willing to do, but a lot of times we just want to be normal. Normal, even going back to normal, that's just stupid. Normal's not that good because we want to break out of our chains. We don't want to be normal anymore. We want God's power, and we want to break out through unprecedented action. Now, I most encounter this whenever you meet with a couple who is really struggling in their marriage, and this happened a couple weeks ago for me, is they go, we'll do anything. This has been bad for like 10 years and we're miserable, like divorce is the option, or we can make it better. Can God make it better? And I look at them, I say, God can make it better, but it is going to take unprecedented action on your part. And so I told them, I said, you're going to have to do three things in the next three weeks, and it's going to take everything you have because this takes unprecedented action. First, you have to find a couple who can mentor you. 
and you'll open your lives to them and allow them to speak in. And you're like, you look at their marriage and you're like, that's, that's where we're headed. That's the direction we want. And most of them are like, man, you got to open up to people. And I go, unprecedented, remember? That's not normal. The second thing I told them is you need to go to marriage counseling. And nobody likes counseling. Nobody likes it because what do you, you go and you share hard things. And then there's someone across from you that tells you to do really hard things. It's unprecedented. And so I told them, you've got to do that. And then the third thing is you've got to get all the clutter out of your life. And you've got to connect with God's church, with his people like you never had before because he's the one doing the healing. Now, I've had this conversation dozens and dozens of times over the last 10 years. Only about 10 to 20% of the people are willing to do it. Most are like, well, I don't really want to do that. And then here's what you hear. It's like, I don't think we need to do that. I think we can figure this out on our own. And I'm like, you've been trying to figure it out on your own for 10 years. That isn't going to work. You need to take unprecedented action to break the chains. You know, for you and I, that's the thing is when we think about the chains in our lives, most of the time we're like, we're just going to figure it out on our own. We'll just figure it out on our own. We'll try a little harder. And then what happens? Holy cow, I've still got those chains. Those chains are still there. I can't get rid of them. So today, I really want to challenge you. What is, name this chain in your mind. Everybody's got a chain. You've got chains. Name it and then say, who is a Christian brother or sister that I know that I could confess this chain to, say this is a problem, and they're going to help me with a Navy SEAL operation to overcome to break free of these chains, taking unprecedented action against the chains that tie us down. You see, that's what it's going to take. And if you don't know someone, maybe you're new here today, or maybe you don't know anyone else who follows Jesus, you can walk up to one of the pastors at your campus, and it is a bold thing to say, but it's like, just walk up to somebody and just say, I need to break free from my chains. Will you help me? You see, that's what it takes. That's unprecedented action. Don't stay in these chains. You've got to do something different. Now, as we think about these two ideas of not being content with our chains and then taking unprecedented action, those two don't matter if this third one is not true and real. And it's this. Breakout action is fueled by God's power. It is fueled by God's power. Like, you know, the first two you could maybe do without God and try real hard, and maybe you've tried that. But without God in the middle of our action, without the Holy Spirit guiding us, without, I would say, you can't take unprecedented action without the courage he can give you, without the strength that he can give you. And so it's fueled by God's power. We see that in the story with Moses' mom. As you know, she was willing to go out on a limb and to trust God to fill in all the blanks, all the holes in this plan. 
And there were a lot of holes, weren't there? It's like, what if Pharaoh's daughter went to a different place that one day? What if when the daughter walked up, Pharaoh's daughter didn't respond like she wanted? There were so many things that could have gone wrong with this plan, but because it was fueled by God's power, that it worked to her plan, but not just to her plan, to God's plan. You see, breaking our chains is really not just about us feeling better or having more freedom. It's about God. And you know, as we think about freedom, you know, I think we're kind of messed up when it comes to freedom. Because when we think about freedom, we think about doing whatever we want to do. You know, that's the narrative that's out in the culture. It's like, we want to break our chains so we can do whatever we want to do. Now, I want you to think about that. When I've ever done what I wanted to do, it generally landed me in more chains. Doesn't it? But you see, our culture's telling us that's what freedom is. That's the freedom we have to fight for. But as a follower of Jesus, that's not the freedom we fight for. We fight for what God wants in our life and true freedom, the ultimate freedom that only comes through Jesus. Now, going back to my friend in the Hutchison Correctional Facility, you know, he talked about his chains. And you know, he said that thing that I'll never forget. But he also said, Pastor, you have no idea. You have no idea about the things that I've done. He said, you know, I've been in gangs and I've sold drugs. I've hurt people. I've tortured people I love with the way I treated them. And he's like, there's a reason they give you 45 years in prison. It's because you have chains. But he said, you know what happened about two months into my stay here in prison? Is I was introduced to Jesus. And they told me that all my sin, think about him, all his sin and all this weight he'd carried his entire life, in a moment, he could drop his chains. And he looked at me and he said, I didn't even believe it was true. Like, how could that be true? How could that be true that in a moment, all the bad that you've done, all the sin you carried around, that because you trust in what Jesus did on the cross and through the power of his resurrection to overcome sin in the grave, that I could drop these chains. And so he said, that's what I did. Because it sounded too good to be true, but I just had to do it. And so he said that day when he accepted Jesus, he said, I confessed my sins to God and I dropped my chains. And he said, that is why. It's awesome. And he said, that is why today facing a 40-year prison sentence where I'm not getting out, I can say I'm freer than I've ever been. You see, he understood this verse. This verse of Jesus' words from John 8, 34 through 36, where he said, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. 
Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. You see, that's the reality for all of us who follow Jesus. Is we don't have to carry the chains, we're forgiven. And Jesus is looking at each of us and I'm just, he's just like, just put them down. You don't have to carry them any longer. I'm with you and I want to help you drop your chains. I've already forgiven you, but you're carrying a weight that you don't have to carry any longer. And I'm here to walk with you in my spirit. The Holy Spirit is with you to guide you. You know, what a powerful thing for all of us to think about what chains do we have, do we still carry? God wants you to lay them down. You know, for each and every one of us, there was a moment if we follow Jesus that we dropped him for that first time, didn't we? Man, I want to go back to that moment every day because you know what my friend told me? He said, it's every day I wake up and I cannot believe I'm forgiven. Man, I hope we wake up like that every day. Like, how did that even happen? It's only by God's power. But you know, I also know today that watching this at all of our locations and also online, there's many that you have never dropped the chains for the very first time. You've never accepted the grace the incredible grace that Jesus offers you and the sin debt that he paid for you, all you need to do is accept him so that you can live a free life, freer than you've ever been. And so right now, I want to give us all an opportunity to reflect and to pray about how God wants us to drop our chains. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you, God, for the opportunity today we have to come and just learn from your scriptures. Learn about how you used an amazing woman to do whatever it took to be discontent with the change she found herself in and the situation and to think about how you, through your power, as she takes unprecedented action, that she could break out of those chains and save her baby. God, we're grateful for how you continued to unfold the story. And we know the plans that you had for that child. And so God, as we take inspiration from your scriptures and from your stories, God, we're grateful today that you want us to break out of our chains as well. God, I pray for each of us as we think about the chain that we are trapped in, whether it's a sin, whether it's a relationship, that, God, we need to experience breakout in, or, God, if we feel like you want to use us in this world in powerful ways and we need to break out of neutral for you, God, I pray that you'd, your Holy Spirit would be speaking to us right now, that, God, we would know that your plan for us who follow you is not to carry these chains that we've been forgiven and that we've been set free from, but, God, we know that we need your help to break out because unprecedented action is only fueled by your power. And so today, 
If you really want to call on God's power to help you break free of your chains, I just want you to declare that to him by raising your hand as a sign to him right now that you want his power to help you break free from those chains. No matter where you're at, if you're watching online, you can type me in the chat. Man, hands all over. Let me pray for all of you. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, God. And God, I thank you for them joining me and joining you and experiencing your power as you break us out of our chains. God, I pray that this week that we would be committed to building a plan with someone. God, a plan that is unprecedented in our lives. And God, that we would cover it in prayer and it would be fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we could lay down the chains that we've carried for far too long. God, we know it's a process, but God, we are committed to the process of what you want to do in our lives. And God, we look forward to even being more free than we are right now. God, I also know today that in this room and watching this, that there's many that they have never accepted Jesus for the very first time. I want you to know that you have carried the weight of sin and guilt and shame for far too long. Jesus came to pay the penalty and to remove those chains. And today is the day where you can drop them right now because of what he has done and carry them no longer. And so if you'd like to take that bold step, of accepting Jesus to be the leader and the savior of your life. I just want to invite you to pray this simple prayer with me in the quietness of your heart. Father, I know that I have fallen short and my sin and my shame and my guilt has separated me from you. But today, Jesus, I throw those chains down and I grab hold of the grace and the forgiveness that you offer me through your perfect sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross so that all my sins would be forgiven and I would be free. And today, Jesus, I choose to follow you and live the life that is truly life, the free life that is only found in you. Now, with everybody's head still bowed and eyes still closed, no matter where you're at, I just want to invite you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, to declare that decision to God boldly by simply raising your hand and so that I can pray for the decision that you made. Raise your hand right now if you prayed that prayer for the very first time. Raise your hand right now. Awesome, I see you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, for those who have stepped into a new relationship with you today. God, I'm grateful for their decision. I'm grateful for the freedom that they have stepped into as they've accepted you. God, I pray that your spirit would guide them like you guide all of us to the life that is ultimately free. God, I pray that we would be reminded every day that we are a people whom you have set free. God, we pray all of this in Jesus' blessed name. Amen.